five, six, seven, eight. Denver. Denver. Yay, Woo. Denver. In Colorado, where there's no mountains. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Gilmore to Consider with Tara and Haley. I'm Tara. This is Haley. Hi, Haley. Hi, Tara. For some reason, I wanted to say I'm Haley. <laughs> just so the folks at home know. Just uh, so Haley you know. and I just got back from Denver. We were there for podcast movement. So it was really cool to be together for like four straight days. Yeah, we had a sleepover. We, we stayed did. in the same room and we just had like a nice little time, which was weird because we never see each other. I know. So from going from like never seeing each other to spending like every waking moment together. I know, but it felt so, so normal. Fun. It felt yeah. so normal to me. Like it didn't feel weird. It felt very normal. No. I mean, I basically see you every single day. So I know. It, it was, was just... very easy, breezy, beautiful. Gilmore. Yeah. <laughs> But we came away from that so inspired with so many ideas. (gasps) That's the thing is like it was honestly it was supposed to be kind of this learning experience for us, which it was, but in a way that we weren't expecting. Like Haley and I were set to attend a ton of panels. We attended some panels, but honestly, it felt like more of a retreat for the two of us to like sit down together and plan out our fall, which has us so Excited. We're so excited. Oh Which my I think God. it came at the perfect time because we decided now that we're going to like have to be quarterly because I feel like we got more like done in like these couple of days than we have in like months just Truly. because it's like we were so just like feeding off of each other and like the energy was so good. But like the fact that fall is coming up, I think we were getting even more excited because as we all know, it's Gilmore Girls season and like like September is happening at the end of the week. I can't and it just, believe that. I know. I cannot believe that September is upon us. Yeah. Like how we're all did getting that on the Hogwarts Express. Yes. Like, it's, it's happening. Oh my God. But like, and I feel like that's when people start to transition into fall. And like, you know, a lot of people like September 1st is when they start their Gilmore Girls rewatch. Yeah. Some people wait until like fall official. We're kind of waiting until fall official mm-hmm. to like kind of launch our, you know, Gilmore Girls season on the pod. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm super excited about it because we just we have a lot of fun things planned. We have a lot of fun merch. We learned a lot of things this week. Mm-hmm. Um, we learned a lot, particularly about video podcasting. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe maybe that'll be happening um, maybe. come this fall. Who's to say? So we're just super excited. We spent a lot of time together, and I just I like. I feel like every single night my mind was just buzzing with things. I know, me too. Like I was it just was a little so interjective great. bunny who couldn't yeah. stop talking to you. <laughs> I loved it. And the most hilarious thing is that like Haley would come out of the bathroom after getting ready for bed and would be like, yeah, so this thing and I'd be passed out. Yeah. <laughs> just plainly asleep. Oh, Dead to the world. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it was like three straight days of us just like learning a lot, interacting with a lot of other podcasters. Meeting our agent. I was going to say something that we didn't share with our besties um, is that we just recently signed with like a major agency, which is so exciting. Haley and I feel very proud because uh, we've worked really hard on this show. And yeah. so to sign with someone who really believes in our podcast and, um, you know, is looking to take it to the next level. And she's just like the coolest person. She's literally the best of the best. Yeah. And she was at Podcast Movement. So we got to get dinner with her our first night and just spend a lot of time with her. Yeah. She was a listener of the pod before she became our representation. So like to have that energy alongside us is really yeah. cool and we're excited to walk into the fall of all seasons with someone in our corner so um we got to spend a lot of time with her it was just a really really magical few days together and yeah. so i'm excited to bring that energy into the podcast 
especially because like we also have fan fest coming up in the fall i know um, we might have planned a fall road trip for the two of us okay listen <laughs> listen i have to talk about this you guys so Haley and i have decided to do the road trip to fan fest it's in maine it's in maine and so we decided that instead of flying there, it would be much better for the two of us to get together and actually take a road trip there. Because as all of you know, I'm from Connecticut. So the town that I grew up in is one town south of one of the towns that inspired Gilmore Girls. So we are going to start there and we're going to literally go through a ton of towns that were mentioned in the series. We're going to go to Boston. We're going to meet Sherry. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll meet Sherry. We're going to see how how long it really takes to get from Hartford to Boston. Um. Okay. <laughs> I have so many thoughts, but we'll talk about it. And then we're going to go to Port New Hampshire, which was actually the location of the Cheshire Cat bed and oh, breakfast. Yes. That, That's what we will uh, be staying. Rory and Lorelai. <laughs> I'll ring the bell. And then we're going to Agunquit, Maine to lead a couple of events at uh, the Gilmore Girls Fan Festival. And Agunquit is actually mentioned in the series in season seven. Lorelai talks about... Um, Billy's lobster, Billy's something lobster, and that is in Agunquit. So yeah, we may have to take a little trip there. But that is the last spot on our road trip because then we're going to be participating in Fan Fest. Yeah, we're going to do a little interview with a writer and one of the crew members, and then the next night we're going to host a trivia event for the fans and the cast to go play up against, against each, each other. other it's called the battle of stars hollow we're really excited um but i'm mostly excited for the road trip because we're actually gonna try to record an episode in in the, the car, car. <laughs> we'll see what happens we'll see I mean, how it goes we're gonna see how that goes but it could be really fun either way we're definitely gonna document our experience yeah. we're gonna try to hit as many places as we can um you know without exhausting ourselves of course but to come up with like this is just one <laughs> of many ideas that yeah. we came up with while being together that i don't think yeah. we would have come up with otherwise so no, we're definitely gonna have so to either. meet like once every few months and be together in person because it just it just felt right it was so much more fun yeah but if you do want to come to fan there's still tickets available yeah um you don't have to buy tickets for the whole weekend they have day passes if you're near maine or within driving distance mm-hmm. or you just want to come up and fly um yeah. there's going to be cast members from gilmore girls there lots of panels meet and greets but we will also be there we will be there our events are being held friday night and saturday night so we'll probably be there sometime on friday and for the day on saturday but i think the number one thing to remember about fan fest is that you're meeting a lot of other gilmore girls fans yeah so like it's it's really about community exactly so that's what we're mostly excited about is to connect with other people who love this show just as much as we do yeah and yeah, we're really excited. We hope to see yeah. you there. It'll be a lot of fun. I'm already making friendship bracelets to hand out. Okay, Haley made me bracelets. If you guys don't follow <laughs> us on Instagram, you may have missed it, but she made me four bracelets. Yeah. Four. Hi, Haley, Team Jess, Tom, Tom the Contractor, contractor and um, WDYD. Oh my God. I don't have it in front of me. O O O O Y. Yeah. yeah. Why did you drop Tara's, out of Yale? Yeah, Tara stared at it and she was like, what is this? What is this? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, what <laughs> would Jesus do? <laughs> there was no J. There, there was, was no a bunch J. of O's. Yeah, there were a lot of O's. I was like, who yeah. is this? It's because like when I had surgery, I was like laying in bed a lot. So I got so into bracelet making. <laughs> Haley's beatery, if you will. Um, so I like had to make bracelets, which like on that topic, um, it's not that the last episode was bad by any means. <laughs> but listening back to it, I was like, 
Oh, she was a little out of it. <laughs> she was still. a little sedated. <laughs> like I just like like just listening to me like respond to Tara. It was a lot of Tara talking because I was really? literally. Yeah, I was I don't like remember it like that. I, I was you still were pretty, laying uh, like horizontal in my bed. You definitely were. <laughs> now you can sit so, in a chair, which is great. Yeah. The energy was kind of low. So the energy's back up today, especially because yeah. we're so inspired. Fall's coming. We have so yeah. much to look forward to. I know. And one of those things is the book club. <gasps> yes. Because I did forget to announce September's book club picks in the last episode. But again, I was a little bit still kind of sedated, still kind of like, you know, we low key. Yeah. yeah. So I forgot about it. But that does not mean that I'm not very excited about these picks. Um, the first one for reading is sexy is called A Hundred Other Girls by Iman Harikia. Um, this book has been described as like a mix between like the bold type, if you watched that, and kind of an updated version on The Devil Wears Prada. Oh my God. I love everything about that. Yeah. I watched I the bold type. I loved it. I know. I did not watch the last season. Yeah. God, I loved that show. Me too. And it's kind of like this is kind of like an updated version of The Devil Wears Prada for like the digital age. And I love the author of this book, Amon. We're like mutuals on social media. And she is a huge lover of Gilmore Girls. So, of course, we're going to have her on the podcast to talk about the book. Obsessed. Um, And this one's a little bit different because it's not a romance. There is romance in the book. But one of the reasons that I felt like it was perfect is because this is a book about an aspiring journalist. Um, So. The description is, how far would you go to keep the job a hundred other girls are ready to take? Nora's life is a little off track. She's aspiring writer and an amateur blogger in New York, which is a nice way of saying she tutors rich Upper East Side kids and is currently crashing on her sister's couch. But that's okay. Nora has Leela, I think her name is, who has always been her rock, and now she has another major influence to lean on, Vinyl Magazine. The pages of Vinyl practically raised Nora teaching her everything from how to properly insert a tampon to which political ideology she subscribes to. So when she lands a highly coveted job to assistant Loretta James, Vinyl's iconic editor-in-chief, Nora can't believe her luck. Her only dream is to write for Vinyl, and now with her foot firmly in the door and the Loretta James as her mentor, Nora is finally on the right path, or so she thinks. And so it's kind of like, it's almost like that like feeling of like anyone who's worked in a job that has like a really toxic boss. And because like, as it goes on to say, Loretta is an unhinged nightmare, insecure and desperate to remain relevant because it's kind of this war of like print media and the digital team. Um, and I'm really excited to read it because it kind of that feels like- so amazing. It kind of feels like a little bit of a Rory Gilmore if we had gotten to see her in journalism. Yeah. And I feel like Amon herself is a little bit of a Rory Gilmore, like a very <gasps> positive, in a positive way. Okay. Because she was a journalist and then became an author. Um, so I'm really excited to talk about it, especially because she was posting on TikTok that she works out watching Gilmore Girls. <gasps> Fun. So like that's like when yeah. people tell us they run to our podcast. I'm like, I know. Wow. So I'm like, I feel like she's like the perfect person. She's our own little Rory Gilmore, and yeah. like has this amazing book about her take on media. But the way that this ends is clever, incisive, and thoroughly funny. A hundred other girls is an insider's take on the changing media industry, an ode to sisterhood, and a profound exploration of what it means to chase your dreams. So I, I feel like it. this is like maybe like a little bit of like the revival. If it went differently, like those yeah. 10 years for yeah. like what it would be happening to a journalist. So totally. I'm really excited to read that. One. I'm excited. I want to read that. Can I tell you, 
this is giving under the influence vibes the pilot that I wrote. Yeah. It's Ooh. very like much that. Like my character had a boss, very Devil Wears Prada, and the bold type was definitely like one of the aesthetics yeah. and like one of the storylines that I put in my pitch deck actually being like this is also kind of the bold type because it was in a like digital magazine and print magazine situation with this girl who like becomes the assistant to the editor and like can't like kind of pigeonholes herself in that role and can't get to like a writing position because this boss is completely unhinged and like wants to keep her there. (laughs) So I love this. I want to read this. This sounds like such an exciting, like very topical, very Gilmore Girls book. I wish I had the book with me because like the opening line is like very iconic. It's about, I think it, I think the opening line is there's a special place in hell for men who manspread on the subway, I think is the opening line. I want to get that tattooed Um, on my forehead. (laughs) It's so perfect. I really think you'll love Amon too. She's just like so much fun. She's so funny. She's so like insightful and thoughtful and I'm really excited to have her on the podcast. Um, But for Where You Read, I Will Follow, um, as we get into fall, I feel like the perfect book to read is Little Women. I love this pick. I don't know why. Like, I was, like, trying to think about it. We hadn't read a classic in a second, and I just was, like, it's fall time. Something about it felt like the March sisters. Like 1,000%. And, like, especially because Rory is, like, such an Amy. Like, she Mm. is absolutely Amy to a T. Um, But it's by Louisa May Alcott. Little Women is a classic coming-of-age tale of four sisters on their journey to adulthood. If you don't know Little Women, um, this might be really exciting for you. But this is a free book in Fable. um, So you don't have to pay anything. You also don't have to pay anything to be a part of the club and just be a part of the conversation. But you definitely don't have to pay anything if you want to read Little Women in the app. It's also like a ton of free audiobooks. Like it's Little Women. It's available very widely um, to anyone. Yeah, because it's Little truly. Women. You can pretty much find it anywhere. Yeah, and we will. I will also be uh, interjecting my feelings on the Greta Gerwig movie because I is one of my favorite movies. Somebody was watching that next to me on the plane last night. <gasps> were they straight up? Yes. What were you watching? Okay, so I watched What a Girl Wants with Amanda Bynes from like the early two thousands. <laughs> I haven't seen it since. My yeah. dad had taken me like on like a dad-daughter date to go see that movie when I was younger. And then he took me out for ice cream afterwards. So I have like very vivid memories attached to that movie and haven't seen it since. So good. Yeah. Holds up 1000%. And then I watched Miss Congeniality. I was in like my rom-com era last night. (laughs) Yeah. While the person next to you. While the person next to me watched like, I want to say like a historical movie first and then went on to watch Little Women. So I was like, wow, okay, they we were, were living in their, two separate lives right Yeah, now. <laughs> they were in their historical era. I love I it. I wonder what March sister they were. Because I, I feel like that we'll have to figure, we'll have to tell everyone what March sister we are. I mean, I'm definitely an Amy. I'm an Amy who wants to be a Joe, which is the most Amy thing that you could be. Um, That's valid. That's very valid. <laughs> yeah. Neither of us are a Beth, but I am excited to read that this I just feel yes. like it's like a good introduction into fall. I know. I love that so much. These are great yeah. picks, Haley. Good job. Thank you. So we'll start reading on, um, we'll get started uh, later this week on Friday, September 1st. Um, so if you want to join, we'll put the link in the show notes or you can look up Gilmore to say podcast on Fable um, and we'll get to reading. Can't wait. I will say that this month's uh, episode is going to be a little bit delayed because K.L. Walther, who um, we read What Happens After Midnight, um, she's traveling. She's all over the world right now, which is really exciting because she's for a her. New York Times bestselling author now. Casual. Um, yeah. Um, so hers will be a little bit later in September. So, But fear fear not. It is coming. It's coming. Oh, I love that. Great picks this month, Haley. Thank you. They seem so perfect for September to like really kick off the fall. Yeah. I love it. But before we get there, 
we're going to do a little Gilmore to consider on what if Lorelai Gilmore, as you all know, we released last week's episode seasons one through three questions regarding what if Lorelai Gilmore and like the general before season one kind of prequel questions. Kind of like show setups. Yeah. And then we went on to do seasons four through a year in the life. Um, on Patreon for super cool party people, but we did have a few people call in with some questions in regards to what we posted on air last week. So I have two voicemails, but the first voicemail actually asks two different what-if questions. Ooh, okay. Love a double whammy. Hey, Haley and Tara. Um, I am just starting to listen to the What If Lorelai episode, and I just had to pause and call in because the first I don't even know how long I've listened, not very much, is so, so interesting. First, on the what if Lorelai had married Christopher train of thought, one, I do think that you guys are right in that they would not have lasted and would have gotten divorced. But it does bring up some interesting consequences, being like if they were actually married, Chris has rights to potential joint custody which he wouldn't have had in the original series, obviously, because he just bolted. So that brings, like, a whole interesting dynamic. And I also think it would make the dynamic between Lorelai, Luke, and Christopher more interesting as well and almost more permanent. And I wonder if some of that conflict would have unfolded differently since Chris would have been her ex-husband instead of just, like, this will-they-won't-they, like, that separation would have been more finalized maybe in Luke's mind, and I think that would be interesting to see how that shapes things. And then the whole idea of what if Lorelai was the one who ran away at 16, left Richard and Emily to raise Rory. I was so fascinated by that, too, just because of the life that Rory would have lived. She would have immediately been thrust into everything, and just so fascinated by that, especially with how I think the relationship with Paris would form um, because then she and Paris would have this like enemies in constant competition with each other thing from probably like preschool, which would be so, so fascinating. And yeah, would love to watch like the Roy that grew up in that environment come live with Lorelai at like 16. I feel like we would get with like the equivalent of I moved to a mac and cheese Paris, and that would be fascinating as well. So yeah, already fascinated with this episode. Can't wait to listen to the rest of it um, and just could not contain those thoughts. So hope you enjoy them as well. Thanks. Love you guys. Bye. Okay, I am obsessed with the fact that she paused in the middle of the episode listening and called with her thoughts. Like, that's my dream. I know. That was, like, the dream. That was kind of, like, our ideal scenario. Like, we'll have a voicemail. They'll, like, feel so overwhelmed with thoughts that they'll have to pause the episode and call us. And, like, that's exactly what happened. I know. I'm going to cry just a little bit. (laughs) I know. So crazy, right? I have so many thoughts about I do, too. So let's talk about the first what-if scenario that she posed, which, of course, is that, you know, We kind of discussed this last week. If Lorelai and Christopher had gotten married and followed through on the plan that Richard and Emily had like laid out for them when Lorelai got pregnant. And we said that they definitely would have gotten divorced. Here's the thing, though. And I don't remember if I mentioned this because I feel like an eternity has passed since we (laughs) recorded the last episode. So much has happened. What's interesting about what our listener was sharing is that 
they mentioned, you know, it would have been really interesting for Chris to be her ex-husband. I think it would have been much more interesting if he arrives in town, basically being like the estranged father of Rory, which is kind of the case in the original series, but if they never legally got divorced. Yeah, that's what I said, where like Chris shows up and he's like, I'm her husband. Exactly. <gasps> dun, dun, you dun. said this. Yeah. Right? But it would have been doubly interesting if like, Instead of being like, I think we should get married in that episode, he's like, I'm not giving you a divorce. <gasps> Ooh. Like if she wants to marry Max or if she wants to marry Luke and he won't give her a divorce because he's still in <gasps> oh. love with her. Wait, you know, not to like what if again, but what if she was going to marry Max and she's like, wait, I have to do something first. And she has to go to Chris and get a divorce. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Not to like pose a question, another question <laughs> inside of this question. Interesting. I know. I will say the thing that I didn't really think of in part of her question was like the custody mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. Rory inside of them, like actually, you know, getting divorced and like whatever that would look like. Um, I oddly think that Chris having custody of Rory and whatever like capacity that like they worked that out like I still think Rory would have ended up like skewing in the way that she did which was like very much like Lorelai and like you know like I feel like she kind of would have ended up the same but like maybe like the consistent um consistently having her dad might have helped her a lot Mm -hmm. but I think that it would have been really helpful when it came to Luke because I think he would have like initially been a lot more accepting of Chris as like a presence Mm -hmm. simply because like the threat of Chris is kind of that he can like drop in whenever the fuck he wants to Mm -hmm. and he's just gonna come in like a you know like a wrecking ball and Mm -hmm. kind of ruin everything especially like you know when they were gonna paint and you know we get to season five and he's like super super wrecking ball but like there's like a consistency to him Mm -hmm. I do like the idea of it being more threatening that he's like the Mm ex-husband um but I do think that he would have been more, like, understanding because it would have been, like, probably, like, a scheduled, consistent thing. And he wouldn't have been such a little, like, Houdini gremlin that just appears all of a sudden to totally. have it. Totally. I do think that, like, overall, I go back to kind of what I said in the last episode, that I prefer the way it was done. Oh, for sure. Because I just think that the will-they-won't-they of the two of them is what keeps them tethered to each other. It's, of course, Rory, but it's moreover the fact that they never actually got to see this relationship through to, like, the quote-unquote fullest extent that it could have gone to. that's the best part. Yeah. Is it, it, like, really feels like they get in their own way a lot mostly chris chris is usually the one that's in the way he's Mm -hmm. the roadblock most of the time truly um, if not all but that's like the best part it's like these people who have like such good chemistry these people who like really get each other who like understand each other in a way that like only people who like grew up together really get each other and it's just so good and i love that he pops into town and kind of ruins everything like what a great plot device chris is i know um no, it's so <laughs> the true. The instability of Chris is amazing. But, like, I feel yeah. like sometimes I'm, like, because I feel like TV shows versus, like, the romance novels that I read, like, romance novels are dramatic, but there's a lot more, like, healthy communication because mm-hmm. you want to, like, fall in love with, like, the the male love interest usually because it's, like, a lot of female protagonists that I read. And it's, like, healthy. Mm-hmm. So then, like, when I want to rewrite Gilmore Girls, I kind of want to give them this, like, healthy bit of communication. But I'm like, no. <laughs> I know. I want him to come in and ruin everything. <laughs> yeah, totally. 
totally hear you. And I, I completely agree. But I do like, of course, exploring these scenarios of like, what would it look like? I mean, it would yeah. add an extra layer of drama to things. But oh, I just yes. think there's something so special about the fact that like Lorelai and Chris have this relationship that is like first love versus like adult love, like yeah. young love kind of juxtapose against this adult relationship she's yeah. built with Luke and the will they won't they of that yeah up against the will they won't they of Chris who was her first love who she never really saw that relationship through all the way wow do you think that that emotionally impacted Lorelai to have so many like will they won't they's in her life like with her parents like will they won't they emotionally support her beyond like their financial capacity will he won't he show up for the daughter that we have together will they won't they Mm. get together with this like friend that they have i feel like that's really hard on a person oh 100 percent. it's very emotionally taxing (laughs) no because it doesn't therapy i was gonna say it doesn't just you know rest within the scope of her romantic relationships it exists outside of that which i think is so interesting yeah, kind of sad. She really needs Jan from the office on a weekly basis. On a regular basis. I hope that she called her several times. Yeah. She probably didn't. That would have been great to continue that in season seven. Oh, I Like, know. I know that we're going to do, like, a what if season seven in the future. Um, but I think that I would have loved, like, a more consistent relationship between Lenny. Um, yeah. And, and Lorelai. Lorelai. Lenny and Lore. Lynn and Lore. Love it. <laughs> Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because members earn cash back on everything that they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category, including beauty, clothing, electronics, home, department stores, pets, and more. And as you all know, I love shopping through the Rakuten app. Every time I shop online, I always start there to see what the cashback deals are. It's incredibly user-friendly, membership is free, and it's easy to sign up. The best part is you can maximize your savings by stacking cashback on top of other deals because the app lets you know what the store sales and coupons are at your favorite places to shop. Speaking of favorite places to shop, I love shopping Anthropology's post-holiday sale where they put their clearance on clearance. This year, not only did I get savings on top of savings, but I also got cash back by shopping their sale through Rakuten. Cashback rates are changing daily, so make sure that you check their site or your app to snag the best deals. Start all of your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app like me to start your saving today. Your cashback really adds up. Haley, I feel like most of our followers already know that we don't really drink alcohol, but we do love a fun beverage. Oh, we do. Both of us think a fun beverage and a chill night is the epitome of a good time, especially when that drink is a recess mood, which is a delicious sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like mood lifting magnesium and stress balancing adaptogens. So you can relax without the alcohol. I drink mine every night while reading, of course. Tara, tell everyone how you enjoy yours. Honestly, I usually drink mine while we're recording the podcast. (laughs) It's my favorite way to enjoy a recess. And all of our besties can get 15% off the Recess Mood Sampler Pack at takearecess.com slash GTS. Recess Mood is made with real fruit and comes in four delicious flavors like strawberry rose and raspberry lemon. But my personal favorite is the grapefruit tangerine. And with only 20 calories and no added sugar, it's the perfect way to chill. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash GTS and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. 
I don't know what it is, but cowboy boots are magic. Since they've arrived, I've worn my Tacovis boots almost every day. I have the Annie in Midnight. I know you have the Annie in Bone. I do. But they make me feel so powerful because, of course, it is my dream to be a cowgirl. Yes, I know this about you. But I also know <laughs> you've told me that you wear them while you write your book. I do. I wear them all the time because I also wear them when I get dressed up or when I'm sitting at my dress recording the podcast because they make me feel so bold and brave and like I can do anything no matter how I style them. Tacovis has carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality that you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service with boots for men and women handmade from the most premium leathers. And if you dream of being cowgirls like us or you're already Western to your core, Tacovis is the perfect brand to start with because they believe in Western for all. They don't only offer their handmade boots, but all sorts of head-to-toe Western staples. Perfect jeans to go with your boots, pearl snaps, bandanas, and cowboy hats. You name it and they'll get you out. Outfitted. And if you can't make it into a store, Tacovis delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. So visit tacovis.com. That's T E C O V A S.com. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovis has said that they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tacovis.com. Just use the code Gilmore at checkout. That's G I L M O R E. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast. So they're always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code Gilmore at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tecovis. Only at Tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. But moving into the second half of what this caller shared about Rory and Paris's relationship being different if she had been raised in Emily and Richard's home. I know. I actually thought about that after we recorded that like I was like that would have impacted Rory so much because she wouldn't have had Lorelai to like build basically the personality that we know Rory to have. Mm -hmm. Because like would she have been so dead set on Harvard like in her own heart whereas like she would have been raised by two people who are like you are going to Yale you were going to Yale because I don't think I think Lorelai pushed it on her in some ways but she took it and ran with it and made it her own totally whereas like that never would have happened with Emily and Richard no it would have been like she would have gone to Chilton she would have known Tristan she would have known Paris they would have mm-hmm. grown up we never really would have had that, like, softening of Paris, I don't feel like. No, we wouldn't um, have. A mucho mac and cheese, as no, she mentioned. No, I know. I, I'm so glad we got mac yeah. and cheese Paris, but I don't think we would have gotten that. Because in my mind, even if she had grown up with them, I wonder if she still would have kind of behaved the way she did through a lot of Chilton with Tristan and Paris, where she kind of, like, is more reserved and doesn't really, like, hit back. Yeah. Words wise, of course, not physically, but like, you know, she she kind of tends to like take a back seat when it comes to the like subtle bullying that happens. Yeah. And she treats both of them with a real sense of like humanity, like yeah. when Paris is humiliating her when Max and Lorelai are in C-17ing in his office. Mm-hmm. I love that you turned that into a verb. <laughs> of course. I can turn anything into a verb. <laughs> <laughs> but Par- she was like you did this because this was how you were feeling and now you want me to feel that way? Like, why would you do that? 
And it wasn't anything of like, you're so mean for this. I hate you. It was like appealing to mm-hmm. her feelings. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with Tristan even, like he was like mean to her. And mm-hmm. then he was sad and she was like, let's just be friends. Yeah. And I think that that came from like being raised in Stars Hollow, with a sense of community and with her mom that I don't know that she would have had with Emily and Richard. Like I think that she still would have probably been her like, you know, she's kind of like a calm person. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a kind of like a natural demeanor that she has. Yeah, I agree. But I do think some of that is because she was raised by a person who is the opposite of calm. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> chaotic. So maybe she would have ended up kind of like her mom. Maybe. But I do wonder what would have happened if she was, you know, like you said, at her core, this very calm person who treats everyone like with that humane kind of energy and approach to situations like that and then if her mom like we kind of suggested in last week's episode if her mom shows up and is like I want to get to know my daughter and she starts to get to know her all of a sudden she starts kind of like rebelling against these kids who she's kind of let steamroll over her her entire life and they don't know what to do with it yeah oh we wouldn't have Lane we wouldn't have Lane or maybe she'd come to Stars Hollow and meet Lane and they would have maybe their friendship would start later yeah because like I feel like she wouldn't have like the pop culture like she wouldn't be as into movies and music and no. I think she'd be as into books because I feel like that's just <laughs> what is Rory Gilmore without her books truly and like learning all of those things with Lorelai yeah um, that'd been interesting I know I wonder though with Lane and this is probably a topic to go into much deeper in another episode but like you know what oh you what have? if Lane <laughs> that's true we could do that I just wonder you know with Lane and Rory I feel like a lot of their friendship is embedded in, like, how long they've known each other. Yeah. You know when you have friends who, like, you fully admit, like, if we met each other now, I don't know that we would have clicked. Yeah. And I wonder if that would be the same for Lane and Rory. <gasps> like, if they met later in life, I don't know that they would be as close as they are now. Later in life and with Rory having, like, a different personality. Correct. From her upbringing. Upbringing, rather. Ooh, interesting. I we'll know. have to do a what if Lane. Cause I that- know. That really is all this, like, because on our Patreon episode from Friday, we did, like, the four through seven. And, like, that was basically all we ended up doing. We were like, oh, we should do a what if Luke. We should do a what if season seven because it's, like, so hard to stay on that one character. Yeah. Because it impacts everything to have, like, the main character's story change. It really does. I mean, it has such a ripple effect. But with Lane, I really wonder if she would be into, you know, the pop culture music stuff We never have really explored why Lane decided to gravitate towards that life. Like, what was Mm -hmm. the impetus for her going, like, I love music and I love this. Was it Lorelai? Yeah. Was it kind of like meeting people outside of the scope of her own upbringing? I don't know. Our agent actually brought that up where she was talking about how, like, um, her mom is, like, what can be considered, like, stereotypical Korean mom. And Lane is, like, nothing like that. And so, like, I wonder if, like, that's kind of where we need to, like, explore Lane mm. um, yeah. from, like, that perspective. Totally. Because I feel like that that's the biggest impact of that. But it's, like, the thing that I always come back to with Lane, though, is, like, she didn't want to do anything wrong. She just wanted to rock. Yeah. <laughs> she just wanted to listen to her little CD. <laughs> she did just want to rock. And eat some pizza. <laughs> I know. I love it. But it's very interesting to explore who Rory would be if she hadn't been raised by Lorelai, if she was raised by her grandparents and what that would do to her relationships that she ended up building at Chilton that weren't a part of her life, you know, before we meet her in season one, episode one. But like, would she have kissed Tristan? 
Well, on that note, I have oh, a voicemail that, is that kind related? of lends perfectly to this. Oh my gosh, I love when I do that. I love when you do that. <laughs> Our brains are on the same wave. So let's hear from Julia. Julia from Colorado, by the way. <gasps> Where there are no mountains. Well, I just think it's perfect that we just came from there. So let's hear from her. <laughs> Hi, Karen Haley. This is Julia from Colorado. I love the podcast so much and I'm excited to finally call in. I was listening to the What If Lorelai Gilmore episode, and I had a modification to one of the season one What If. What if the Chilton dad that asked Lorelai out ended up being Tristan's dad? Do you think Rory and Tristan would have spent more time together? What do you think Dean and Paris would have thought of that? Anyways, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Thanks. Bye. Julia. Oh, my God. Why right? did we think of that? We were, like, I so know. focused on, like, her frenemies that, like, what if the guy who was, like, into her but, like, kind of bullying her in, like, that tugging on her pigtail sort of way was her mom's boyfriend's son that's amazing that would be so interesting i mean the reality is it's giving a little bit of luke and lorelei jess and rory um because it's not like son but it's familial you know yeah um but it was just so interesting to me yeah Ooh. oh my god this is why i love that you guys call in because i never would have thought about that even though it's right there it would have shifted things so drastically but let's think about this for a second because kind of going in line with what we were just talking about from our first caller and and moving it into this voicemail i do think that like it would have been interesting if tristan and rory had grown up kind of as like childhood friends Mm. do you think they would have been friends i feel like maybe they would have been friends when they were younger yes maybe as you, like, change, you know, and like, grow and evolve. through puberty, like, as you get older, you recognize that boys exist as boys. <laughs> exactly. No, 100%. But that that would have been a really interesting dynamic with Paris having feelings for Tristan. Maybe, yeah. of course, Tristan still having feelings for Rory, but Rory being like, you're like a brother to me. Yeah, and Tristan maybe being Paris's first kiss, unconfirmed, yeah. but seemingly so. Yeah, but that would have added an interesting dynamic, even if they were to, like, you know, meet because... A, of course, they go to school together, but B, because his dad is dating her mom, that it would have created this almost like brother-sister dynamic. Almost like blending those two storylines together yeah. in like the sense of like Lorelai shows up when she's 16, and so maybe she wants to be like more invested, so she's like, hey, I'll take you to your first day of school this year. Ooh. And so she meets uh, Ian Jack, who is Tristan's dad. Um, Ian Jack DeGray. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. It's hyphenated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. And um, like maybe they meet. And so like her kind of like a strange mom is maybe now dating like her childhood friend, maybe turned enemy now because maybe he likes her and like doesn't know what to do with it. Um, that would be a fun storyline. It would be. But outside of itself, like within the series and it just being Tristan's dad, I think that that would have been fascinating but you're right it that storyline is kind of like a rework of the luke jess which Mm -hmm. i always prefer but like maybe i would have liked that maybe i I would have liked it from like a i don't like you rather than like rory's like immediately like oh just mariano and his little jean and jean slash um leather jacket the thing is is that Love that storyline, of course, much more. You know why. Yeah. I'm literally looking at my team, Jess, uh, bracelet right now. Um, but it's really, it would be really interesting if Tristan had taken, like, a shine to Rory and then, like, backpedaled because he now finds out that his dad is dating her his mom. Papa. His, his dating papa. His papa. Yeah. 
because yeah, of course, like, you know, the Jess storyline is is kind of the exception, but like never once does he stray from having feelings for Rory because his yeah. uncle is involved with her mom. That no, doesn't ever seem to be a seem problem. To affect them. <laughs> yeah. But I do think that um with Tristan, I wonder if he would have been like, Yeah, Ew, I'm not I'm not into yucky. this. Like <laughs> I'm immediately turned off by you. Yeah. I don't know. It's such an interesting theory to explore. Yeah. You know what it would mean that our big small town boy would not really be relevant here. Well, it would also be interesting if that was the reason why Rory was like, you know what? I'm not interested in you. I'm dating this other guy. Tristan gets upset because he's like, if our this parents other guy weren't being dating. Dean. Yes, Dean. Yeah. He who shall not be named. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Except that we constantly have Except to that name we him. Constantly talk about him. Um, but it would be really interesting if Tristan was like the only reason that you're not seeing me is because my dad is dating your mom. And I think that's dumb because we don't even know if they're going to work out. And maybe yeah. that's a whole separate topic between Lorelai and Ian Jack hyphen DeGray. DeGray. <laughs> <laughs> Do we ever learn his dad's name? No, we just say his. No. Um, we learn his grandfather's name. Yeah. Just so he comes and picks him up. Chanlin DeGray, um, which he says to Richard at. Um, oh, at the party. birthday party. He's yeah. like, DeGray? <laughs> DeGray? Are you related to Shanlin DeGray? What are all these names? Chanlin. Uh, Hanlin. <laughs> oh, it rhymes. We just love a rhyme. We love a rhyme. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the, like, that's kind of what I was thinking about. That exploration so interesting. Like, Rory's history shifting to kind of being more integrated into this, like, community that her, and this life that her grandparents you know, really wanted for her and how that would yeah. change her social structure, not just academically, like it wouldn't have just changed the fact that she like grew up with a little bit more money, that she grew up in like a more privileged situation than she already was in, but that it would change her social relationships on such an extreme level with people yeah. that we already know in a different capacity related to Rory, you know? Yeah. It's kind of hard because like the thing is, is like, I want to like see all these unfold, but like I always love the original series better. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of things that we talked about on Patreon with like later season things that where we were like, ooh, like maybe I would like this better. But I like I think for the most part, like the core things, like especially the early season things, very into it. Totally. But it's like I want someone to write fan fiction about it that I can read that like I don't have to come up with <laughs> and like show me how this all unfolds I so, know if any of you are Ooh. writing fan fiction please send it to me please someone did someone did ask me recently if I was like someone who was writing Rory Logan fan fiction because it <gasps> really? sounded like because it sounded like the feelings that I had about them um and I was like I am not <laughs> but thank you so much for thinking that I was wow and then they sent it to me so I'm gonna read it um <laughs> I but I like it. these episodes because it feels like fan fiction light like we don't have to come up with the whole storyline we can kind of just like you know give give the little pieces to it yeah I love it. It is fan fiction light. <laughs> <laughs> but th those were our two voicemails that basically explore three questions, which we usually do and Gilmore to consider. So I thought they were two very fun voicemails. To yeah. Play. Thank you so much for calling in. Yeah. I loved it. Love our besties who call in. I just I know. like. That's just like things that we could think about, but like we don't ever get there. And then... I know. Well, we talk about so many things that it's yeah. just like I love 
I love when our listeners kind of fill in the blanks because we are two yeah. brains, two very full <laughs> brains. I know. I love that we have thousands of brains who are all I thinking know. about this together, all feeding in. And it's I just know. like when she said Tristan's dad, I was like, <gasps> I know we always talk about what if it was Paris's dad, yeah. but we've never explored the other side of that being Tristan's dad. That would be very interesting. A true a very, bestie, that Julia. <laughs> and a very interesting dynamic for Lorelai and Ian Jack de Grey, because again, that could present <laughs> <laughs> a whole different exactly. slew of issues for them if their kids were interested in each other, one or the other, like I'm not even saying mm-hmm. that Rory would be interested in Tristan, though that would be a really interesting path yeah. to go down. And what if she was interested in Tristan? Um, but on the topic of Lorelai Gilmore, we have decided similarly to Rory and what we did for her at the beginning of the year, because we had done a what if Rory Gilmore, but we also went through Rory's eras. Yeah, which I think I like re-listened to that episode in preparation for the next one. Mm-hmm. Rory's are so much easier to define because it's like school, hair, love interests. <laughs> so real. Whereas Lorelai's, I'm actually really excited to go through because I think it's more of like eras that like we would affiliate with because it's more of like her choices Mm -hmm. and like the feelings and like kind of aspirations in her life because Mm -hmm. our life stops being so defined even though we're about everyone's going back to school soon if you're in high school or college Mm -hmm. um but it's like her life is kind of defined more of like all of us adults yeah adults left over no one kind of like how we can define our own eras and so I'm really excited to get into that with you because I feel it's like it's going to be a reflection on Lorelai and like how she how much of a different character she is than Rory yeah totally. and like how we can like kind of apply that to our own lives as well I totally agree so I'm excited to get into that I'm very excited because admittedly last night on the plane I was starting to think about it and I was like man this is gonna be hard yeah it's gonna be hard but it's gonna be exciting we're not gonna share with each other what we think of course till we get on pod that's one of our favorite things to do is to keep secrets from each other but <laughs> um I'm really excited to get into that me too And we'll have more to say on that in the next episode. 